your best tool is fun to use. It's a delight to use this tool. The line, I think, sometimes we have to learn it by crossing it. I am probably too real. Honesty and authenticity are not the same thing. If you can get some people, then you can get twice as many people. So if you can get 10, you can get 20. Hi, I'm Fred Stephen-Smith, CEO of Rainforest QA, and you're listening to my podcast, Zero to One. On this show, we'll explore the often overlooked tools and techniques that the best founders use to win. Zero to One is brought to you by Heavybit, a nine-month program for developer-facing startups. For more information, visit heavybit.com. Hello, Jason Lemkin. Yeah. Hello, Fred. How are you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I'm caffeined up, so I may be a little faster than usual today. So I'm sure everyone knows who you are, but why don't you give us the elevator pitch of who you are? Sure. Uh, well, well uh, let's, let's go backwards in time. I'm an investor now. I've been fortunate enough to invest in your company, which we'll probably touch on in here. I've done um, about 10 institutional or VC investments and another 10 or so seed and angel investments, which have done reasonably well. I've built up a web community for SaaS founders called Saster that we'll chat a little bit about today that gets about 2.2 million views a month, which I knew nothing about. And before that, I've been a founder twice, a company called EchoSign that was acquired by Adobe, where I learned all about SaaS and how to go from zero to tens and millions of AR without knowing what I was doing. And another sort of venture-backed company selling big deals, um, but not in SaaS. So I've, I've, I've known nothing about sales or marketing. I've had to hack it, but at least I spent 10 years figuring it out. And part of my, my shtick and what I enjoy is helping other founders that don't know it benefit from my mistakes. Because my Zen learning is if you're as good or better than me and you make fewer of my mistakes on the revenue side, you can just kill it. Awesome. Since this is the first podcast that we're doing about yes. this, I should probably explain the premise and why I think it's useful. So basically what I thought was that whenever I speak to a founder, kind of founder to founder, yeah. they always have some sort of interesting tidbit, some specific tool, some process, some hack that they really just live by and they're a total evangelist for. Yes. And it usually is highly related to their business. It usually helps them push their business forward, makes their life more efficient, blah, 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 yep. right? And so the premise of this thing is, hey, what about if we just speak about that particular thing with each individual founder? Sure. So what is that for you, Jason? Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk. Let me, let me, you know, I was thinking about it and I think my tool is social media and Quora in particular, enhanced. But let's step back from it. I thought about your question a while ago now that I'm an investor. So when I started, I tried to use Salesforce. I tried to log deals. It was just a huge waste of time. Salesforce is not my, my sweet spot, right? I tried Pipedrive, I tried Trello. These are like, but, but tracking stuff without anything to do with it was a waste of time. So CRM, useless, right? I couldn't, struggling, what can make uh, sort of this type of virtual assistance like kind of cool, but doesn't really move the needle, right? Mm -hmm. And then what I realized is, at least for me, the tool that helps me the most is efficiently connecting with as many people in an authentic way. And when I was a CEO of my own startup, I tried to blog, and I, I was terrible at it, right? I, from 06, when we had to choose between blogger and type pad in the good old days, <laughs> spent us a month of vigorous debate. Uh, from 06 to our acquisition on July 15, 2011, I probably wrote 400 blog posts with over 800 views. So I was, as a founder, see, I was clearly horrific at blogging. Yeah, I had because a Twitter for you, account. 800 views is not good. Yeah, right? it was Just to horrible for, 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 for a product for me, used millions of times <laughs> with, with, with eight figures of revenue to have 800 views of your blog, is, it's pretty abysmal, right? right. 
Uh, so oh, I, that's not per post. That's all time. All time. Five years <laughs> on my wow. TypePad uh, Echo Sign blog. Total wow. disaster. I, I was early on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and while I was the founder and CEO, I was too busy. I didn't even understand what Twitter was. I, I'm not even sure I understood until about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I used Twitter for search. Like, who's talking about my company? That's, that's what we obsess about. So I was horrible at social media. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't understand it. But after we got acquired and I was in prison, I mean, I was put in my corner office as a VP, <laughs> uh, I decided I just, I, cathartically, I wanted to share my learnings. And what, what worked for me as Quora began to be launched and grow is it actually, as niche as this stuff is, like how to design a sales comp plan and mm-hmm. how do I raise pricing, things you and I have talked about, I just answered them for fun. And at first you'd get like two views, right? But then turned out like guys like you and me, <laughs> we sort of all have the same issues, right? Yeah. And a lot of founders, you know, they, they find this now, but it actually this is you know, four and a half years of work to get to an overnight success of millions of views. The other cheat with tools, and, and I think why the, this, the series will be fun, is your best tool is fun to use, right? It's not just fun like the latest game on your iPad. It's just it, the productivity enhancements are so high yep. that you just it's a delight to use this tool, right? It's why I fell in love with Rainforest, right? We're not going to talk about Rainforest today, but having been a founder... And having incurred gray hair and a receding hairline due to functional QA, when we met, once I realized you're great, I'm all in because this is just something that would have been huge, huge ROI to me, right? Yeah. And so I think everyone you talk to will have this own pet tool that may not even be clear to people why they get this epic ROI. Yeah. So for me, so for me, it's a good plug. It's real. So for me, uh, I have learned, and we could break down social media, but for me, Quora was interesting, and, and the Uber learning is which is obvious, but which you're doing a great job of too, Fred, is be authentic, right? And what I see in particular, for example, you see a lot of VCs now. I'm going to roll my eyes virtually. You're not going to see it Mm -hmm. uh, on the uh, podcast. Everyone wants to do a brand and PR and marketing. You see all these VCs doing events and guest posts on TechCrunch. And I'm a a guest writer on TechCrunch myself. I love it. Mm -hmm. But... um, but if it's not authentic or special, I don't know that any of this stuff really, really performs, right? And when I look at myself, I, it was funny, you know, Medium today announced they raised how much? $45 million or something like that at the same valuation as Business Insider, which was acquired for $450, 50000000 I think I get upwards of 60 views a month on Medium. Wow. 60 out of 2.2 million. Wow. <laughs> so ignore the fact I'm a bad hacker, right? I think you have to... You don't do things that try everything as a founder, but but if you and these sort of things, you have to find what's authentic and what's your voice. And you try and do TV, and you hate TV. It's not going to work for you. You got to find the one thing that you're passionate about. And if you keep at it for years, and this SaaS thing takes a long time, as you know. When did you guys start Rainforest? 2012. Okay, so you're killing it this year, mm-hmm. but it took more than 12 months, didn't it? Oh yeah, three years of pain. Yeah, and your whole your three years tool, of pain, six months of hockey stick. Yeah, three That's years of pain, six it. months of hockey stick. Uh, so interesting that that we invested six months before that man. Yeah, yeah, nothing to do with it. But listen, I want to I want to drill into two different yeah, things. Yeah, drill in, said. please. The the and you can we can talk about these in whatever order you want. But I think the two things that sound interesting to me yeah. are. Being authentic yes. in order to build a brand. Yes. And the other thing was being good at Cora. Yes. So talk about those. How do you do it? What's the Jason Lemkin top tip to be authentic? And why does that matter even? Because it's easy. I guess if I'm like a, a blogger VC or a wannabe blogger yes. VC sitting at home and I'm thinking like, well, this guy's a hypocrite. He's He's got a massive brand and he does yes. all this brand stuff and everyone knows he's the SaaS VC, so why can't I be the IoT VC, you yes. know? So like, it, let, help us understand that a bit. 
Well, um, let's step back from it. I think my learning having been a, a VP in the Fortune 500 tech company for a while is what's authentic means is very different at different stages, right? So when I'm a VP at Adobe, what's authentic actually is representing that, that red brand, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and things would drive me crazy. When I was a corporate VP, the social media policy was incredibly restrictive, right? If you wanted to tweet, you need, it needed to go through corporate IR, and you think it's crazy, but that brand, that, that, that red brand is, is what's authentic, right? And it's built. And there's... On the inside at a big company, there's many things that will make you pull your hair out or your, or your beard off if, if I'm Fred, <laughs> but, um, but that's authentic. I think the, the closer we get to, um, to, con to end consumers, the closer we get to founders, to folks like this, then we see things explode when, when, it, when it's close to the heart, and these are things that I want to affiliate with. And I will tell you, I have over 2,000 pieces of content I've developed. I don't think I've said one new thing. Not what really? Do you, do you really think that anyone that's in SaaS that's done better than me couldn't write the exact same thing? Right, even better. <laughs> they really could, right? But they don't say it from yeah. a heart with their experience. They don't have the same passion, and that's the white space I accidentally backed into, right? Um, but I was speaking with uh, with the CEO of TalkDesk, who you've met, another one of my great investments. I mean, he's already surpassed me, right? I said, well, you could write write the whole thing, but he's he's not going to. He, we were literally like, you you could, um, <laughs> but. Um, so I'm not an expert. Actually, we were emailing about branding for, for the company. I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. But I know that if you're in a, an interesting area and there's more than 10 people like you and you have something authentic and distinctive saying you keep saying it, you can knock it out of the park. There's another guy on the web, someone, I think he's about 19 or 20, who started this podcast called 20 Minute VC. Mm -hmm. And I think I was one of the first guys who reached out to me. I said, I said you know, it was fun, right? We're doing this because it's fun. And he's just killed it. And, and, and he's, he says these crazy things like, the most awesome VC in the world. Like, it's such a privilege. And, you know, if I said that, you'd know I'm a little jaded having been a founder several times. <laughs> right. But when this passionate 20-year-old says it's just incredibly an honor to interview these folks, that, that authenticity and the, and, the, and the questions he asks are the same damn questions that, that you and I might ask. But mm -hmm. that, that intense passion around it makes it... It's eye-opening, right? And it's a great, subscribe to it. It's great. It's called the 20 Minute VC. And you'll, it's the same, anyone else could ask the same questions, but that passion, uh, it, just, uh, it, it just resonates. That all makes sense to me. But I think the other thing that I feel a lot, yeah. and you know, thank you for saying that I'm real on Twitter, which I am, but I think as soon as we have any kind of public relations department, they'll lock my Twitter down and erase all my tweets because I am probably too real. Um, and... And as in, like, I say what I actually think on there. And I think something that I have often thought is like, or something that's often chafed on me is it seems like the most visible people as founders yes. are the people who are doing the worst job actually behind the scenes. And the people who are shouting the loudest, yes. they have the most time to blog. You yeah, know? it's true. And like, how do you balance that, right? Because you had this very nice organic evolution from like down in the trenches to being bored in your corner office. Yes. And, you know, so that was this nice organic thing. But do you think that, that personal brand is an end in and of itself that, that listeners should be aiming to achieve? Well, let, let's focus on CEOs and founders for a moment. I think um, every CEO or founder of a successful company has to develop a personal brand. And whether that's, Interesting things like Aaron Levy did, being a you know a 22 year old CEO trying to sell really to the enterprise, mm -hmm. like like big company enterprise, and 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 how do you do that and, and developing something, that's obviously a particular example we're all familiar with. But at the end of the day, if you have real paying customers, here's and here's what's really important to tie to your you know your strategy here is they're not just betting on the product today. 
they're betting on this journey they're going on for many years with this product. If I'm, if I'm investing in Rainforest today, uh, actually, I'm okay that it doesn't do everything. I'm okay that, that Windows Mobile isn't really fully supported today. I'm okay that IE3 is, is on the distant <laughs> roadmap or what, whatever it is. I'm right. okay because I know that I'm going to get years of improvement of this product. And if it's just pretty good today and 10 times better in one way, and part of that is not just intuiting it from the product, it's the CEO. If, I, if the CEO isn't out there, if the CEO isn't connecting with the customers, I don't know what journey I'm going on, right? And I knew with Aaron Levy in the early days, this is kind of a crazy journey, but, <laughs> yeah. but I've, got, I've got this high energy guy, I've got these billboards everywhere saying the future of the enterprise, and this is kind of the journey that I, I, I want to be on. Even if all the products, today Box is very differentiated, but back in the day, it was a fungible product. Mm-hmm. And so you, if nothing else as a CEO or founder, you need to drag your customers on a journey. And maybe the fact that I only had 600 page views in five years, it may not have been as terrible as I thought if a few of our biggest customers just, just read it, if I just did a right. little bit of a better job. Right. So I think as, as, as founders, we do have to be careful, especially as we go up market, as we're not consumery, that we, 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 are authentic, we, we push the edge, we have fun, but we don't cross the trust line, right? Because as the customers get bigger, it becomes more and more mission critical, and and that's that's really what I want to buy into is the journey. And so, talk to us about that because that sounds great. The trust line. What is yes. it? How do I find out where it is? I think the the good news is it's like public speaking. Like you'll start off terrible at it, and the more you're in the field, the better you'll get. Right? I don't know how much public speaking you've done, um, Not but much. the first time I did it, I walked off. <laughs> Before you started, it was a pretty small group, and I got about twenty minutes into it, and I was so bad. Like I was in a parallel universe; I could hear myself talk from this from the clouds above. Oh, no. Right, I could literally watch myself sweat all over all over my shirt. And after twenty minutes, I said, "This is like I'm not this guy. I'm some introvert, and uh, I'll never." And I wa- I literally walked out of the public, like right in the middle. <laughs> uh, fast forward to that, like you know, I remember getting up in front of five thousand people at the Adobe sales kickoff. Right after acquisition, I didn't prep for five minutes and I killed it. Mm-hmm. Right, so is that because uh, you you do get better? So so the line, I think, sometimes we have to learn it by crossing it. But um, but I think the generally speaking, the more time you spend with the customers and listening, you're just automatically going to get get better at this stuff. And w- what we don't do a lot as founders is almost all of us don't spend enough time with our customers. We don't get out of the office. And even if we do, we spend too much time on prospects and potential deals. And we don't we don't really learn these things unless we hang out with with whoever it is, the plan grid and the Zenefits and the BetterWorks that bought Rainforest a year ago. Mm-hmm. Go hang out with them and then you'll learn. Yep. Right? Hang out with whatever cool company we're closing this month. You're just gonna learn about what feature they need to close the deal in September. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So Stepping back to towards the the core thing. Yes, let's I, stay on tools. I think uh, <laughs> no, no, but that, this is all interesting. That's the point, right? It's a yeah. jumping off point for all so these interesting yeah. conversations. But I think something that we've seen is that some kind of small throwaway answers that I gave in the QA topic when I was bored one night a yes. year ago or something are like an evergreen source of like you know five referrals a day. Forever, yes. for the last constant yes. year. And some of those have actually converted. Yes. And so I think there's definitely, and I'm sure you have much more interesting data to share about this, but just as a jumping off point, there's definitely a kind of, you know, under the radar hack within the YC community, like to get out early and put yourself on all the lists of what are the best tools for X, yes. right? So for us, what are the best outsourced QA companies? And I posted on all those, que- like all those questions. And now we get 
tons of referral traffic. By tons, I mean like five a day, but that's highly qualified. Yeah. So, so what has that been for you? Has that been leads for you as an investor? Is it general, the SaaS community? How would, how would you recommend other people try and replicate that? Well, let's step back a minute because you said something very interesting that I think informs the ROI in all this, which is, um, and Rainforest is now doing five-figure deals routinely and we'll be doing six-figure deals quickly, right? Yep. So you get five qualified leads a month. If, if each of those are worth 50K, I mean, you know, we're doing great, but 250K extra of bookings this month would be pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to grow 20-something percent this month, but uh, a few extra percent would, uh, would really ice the cake. And yep. so... So one of the things you learn is you don't need to necessarily connect with a huge denominator to have success, right? And sometimes we, mm -hmm. especially, it's like lead times. When we start our companies, we're, we, we're, you're like, every founder that's a first-timer pulls out their hair like, oh, I got Pepsi, but it's going to take a year to close. Like, they want to quit, right? But when you take the longer perspective in recurring revenue business, you realize it doesn't matter when Pepsi closes. Like, you want it as fast as possible, and if you have six months of cash, then long lead times are, are death. But if you don't think of things in, in 24 month cycles, mm -hmm. then all this stresses you out. And so I wouldn't worry, you know, uh, I, I think being doing things that are too subscale is problematic, but being as authentically close to potential end customers, even if it's niche, can perform far better than you doing a guest post on VentureBeat on, uh, you know, what it's like to be a YC founder. I bet you don't get a single customer out of that. Yep. Right? No. Not a single one, right? And, and so... So it's okay to be niche. It's okay to have those... And my point is, let's say you answered that question, and it's honest, and it, you're not hyping your company. People answer these questions all the wrong way, right? Gr glad you asked a question about Rainforest. Let me tell you about my even better tool, right. you know, snoozer.edu, and it's half the price and 10 times better. Everyone does that. And that has never gotten anyone a qualified lead in the history of, of mankind going back to, to the Egyptian days. But answering an, honest, you know, answering an honest question, yeah, you're right. Rainforest is not a good use case for that, right? But here's what we did with Zenefits, and it worked really well with them, and I'm happy to help you. Just say that, and you get 11 views. One or two of those might actually be from IBM or for whoever it is, right? From PlanGrid, you don't know. Okay, so the authenticity thing is clearly a theme for you. Yes. Was that ever, do you think that's just in your personality? Are you, was that ever a decision to be like, I shouldn't like whitewash myself on social media, or maybe whitewash is the wrong word, but I shouldn't like project a specific image that I think people want to see. Yeah. Um, because you see some people, like for example, Aaron Levy, who yeah. you, you mentioned is an interesting case because his Twitter is like SAS, and cloud like jokes. Yes, <laughs> this yeah. is Aaron. He's yes. the SaaS and cloud joke guy. Yes. But like sometimes he must be like, wow, this traffic sucks. Or like he wants to at United and tell them their Wi-Fi is horrible. You know what I mean? Yes. Like so in some ways he's already branding himself as the like SaaS cloud jokes dude. I think it's more studied than that. And I'm the biggest, if you've read anything, I'm the biggest fan of Aaron and what he's done that's that's there, right? You look look at all the stuff I've but and, and Aaron is Aaron's highly authentic, but authentic doesn't mean you do everything, okay? And I, what, I, what I think if you want to study the case study of Aaron on, on Twitter is he wants to be two things. He, because if, when you talk, when, the first time I think I spoke at Boxworks, today they're having their, this week they're having the big event, it was 100th the size, and a Fortune 100 customer came up to me after I spoke on a panel and she said, she asked me a question about my product and I gave her the answer, she said, no, that's not what Aaron told me. 
Okay. <laughs> and so what Aaron wanted to do was he had to thread a needle. He wanted to be enterprise. But here's the thing that you didn't see on the outside about Box. This is why Box blew up in bigger companies. Box is the one cool tool that the CIO bot brought into their company. Okay, all the other crap they did, like Concur or Salesforce or Workday, really important. But I want to do just one cool thing. Right. Dropbox is too edgy. Okay, there's security issues, right? Evernote, what, right? But what's something that's, quote, cool, but that's still safe and edgy? And I think Aaron, and maybe he doesn't think about it this way, I think he's done an amazing job of keeping a, a very boring product uh, cool, but not totally crossing the line and being aspirational, not just for his employees, but for his customers. This is, I want to do something cool. Right. I want to, like, this is, my life is so boring. So if I can do something boring called enterprise content management, <laughs> but, and have it be the most enterprise and trustworthy yep. and be cool. Yeah. That's a knit, that's a, that's a, that's a triangulation I don't think I've seen anyone else do. Yeah, that's right? a great point. And maybe if he was 50, he would have had to do it differently, right? But it, it, it fit well with him and therefore was authentic. Yep. So this authenticity yes. is, a, is a hugely important thing for you yeah. when it comes to... And I think to, you have to learn it to answer your question from yeah. before. Yeah. Right? So you Because honesty that. and authenticity are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Transparency and authenticity are not the same thing. A lot of us as founders, not all of us, but a lot of us are, have high EQ, we care about our people, and we tend to be relatively transparent. Maybe we're not sharing we're out of money tomorrow, but we're fairly transparent, we're fairly <laughs> genuine, right? Yeah. But um, but that's not uh, authentic. That's my blog with 800 views over over five years, right? Um, authentic is truly truly sharing from the heart, right? Around something that ideally is important to other people, right? And that I think is learned, right? I think you can be, I think you can have if you have high EQ. I think eventually you can figure something out here, right? If you care and you have a passion around, you figure. But it may take you three or four years to figure out what you're authentic about. Right, and so that's the thing which I just forgot, which I, I also wanted to ask about. Yeah. I think something, a problem that I have with social media is I'm just impatient. Yes. You know, and I've watched you on Twitter, like, and you were a thousand followers a year ago or something like that, and yeah. now you're, I have no idea how many, presumably 10x that at least. And that's that, that's that kind of growth curve that all of us obsess over when it comes to our companies. Yes. But that same kind of growth pattern happens in terms of your reach on social media as well, yeah. right? And so you, but you want to know the trick? Yeah. It's the same trick that you and I talked about when we met. It's the same thing that, that, that Nicholas from Algolia and I spoke about when we were here together. Where there's one, there's 10. Where there's one, there's two. So if you've been doing Medium for a year and you have 50 views a month with kick-ass content, Medium's just like, you can hire some consultants and contractors, but it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a few people to engage with something, if you can get a few people to engage with you on, on Quora or Twitter or your blog or Product Hunt or, or Reddit or whatever it is, or you kill it on Hacker News, if you can get some people, then you can get twice as many people. So if you can get 10, this, you can get 20. If you can get 20, you can get 40. And whenever I meet with early stage SaaS, the reason I invested in you, growing like 0% at the time we met. <laughs> After two years out of YC, it sounds like an idiot's, an idiot's investment, but I saw the where there's one, there's two, right? And I, and I knew some of your customers were great, and I knew your product had gotten better, and I knew if you got one plan grid, and you had a bunch of customers, but if you had one plan grid or, or Zenefits or, or BetterWorks, you, I knew you could get another one, and I knew if, if one, one or two of them were paying a high ACV, you get another. So my learning from, from, from all this is, you know, f- experiment as in everything and find what's a fit for you and don't force it. 
Um, and if you have even the, this, a, a smidge of success, focus on what works and just ab- like abandon all the other stuff, right? If you're enterprise, don't try and do a freemium strategy with no freemium customers or, or the flip side. It's really all the same thing. And I didn't even understand what Twitter was until like 12 months ago. Um, and now I have a lot of fun on Twitter, right? What but- is Twitter? Twitter, I, Twitter, if you tune it right, is, is an amazing way to have real-time engagement with the community, right? You can really talk with thousands and thousands of people together in real time, and, I, and at least that's the way my, my, my Twitter's set up, and I don't know any way, other way to do that, right? We, we'll do this podcast, and I'm going to help promote it, and hopefully we'll get about 50,000 listeners, but it's certainly <laughs> not real-time, right? Right. Um, and, but if you, I think if you watch the most engaged people on Twitter, they have, and they set up, they have this magic moment where... You can do a one-to-many real-time conversation, and that's that's impossible to do, right? You do, you do an AMA, and you're like, when I've done AMAs, you're like flooded with a thousand questions. You can't you can't have any engagement. You basically have to fake the questions because if you get a thousand questions in an hour, like you're dead. But Twitter is special because if you get it just right, you can have a a many-to-many or a few-to-many conversation that is authentic. So let's talk about in the remaining few minutes. Let's yeah. talk about. Uh, why you don't do tweet storms? Um, it's actually, you know what it is? It's, 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 this, it's this ROI thing, right? I don't actually, I just want to focus, it's like, it's like what I want you to do, right? I mean, you don't need anything from me. I want to focus on what works. So if I have double digit growth per month, I don't want to learn anything new. I don't want to get into a tweet storm. I don't want to figure out what tool makes tweet storms better. I don't want to figure out how to do anything. I don't want to figure out medium. I don't even want to figure out how to, you know what? I don't even want to figure out how to be a better investor. All I want to do is invest in more rainforests and Algolias and TalkDesk and Logicals. I don't even want to do any better. Okay? I'm convinced with the cohort of companies that I've done, in the last one, I'll do 10x. Okay? That's, that, I, I'm a simple man. <laughs> That's good enough for me. So the answer is, it's, it's, again, it's, there's a point like in, in SaaS, at, at like 10 million ARR, start experimenting for real. Have a few extra guys, experiment on a new vertical, a new product extension. From two to 10, if you experiment, I'm going to take you out back and shoot you. You just got to get up that hill, right? <laughs> right? At 100 million ARR, you can actually start building entire new functions and product lines, right? But I'm not there yet. So I, I want to get, I want to still go up this hill. And so I don't want to learn anything new. I just want to refine, rinse, re, you know, repeat and wash. And that's all I want to do. It's, it's, it's good enough. <laughs> okay. And now a final, a wild card. Yeah. Ask me anything, AMA. Well, so what's your biggest fear when you hit 10 million? <laughs> you mean what's from, your biggest scaling worry? From now until Yeah, you're doing you're you're in the seven figures of revenue now, right? You it took you 2 years out in the boonies building a product, hanging out at heavy bit, being yep. cool, the boonies right? of Mount Growing Vino. having nitro beers down the street. <laughs> and all of a sudden it, and it's not all of a sudden, right? It's like Slack. Slack's a 7-year overnight success story, right? right? But now it's clicking. There's a lot of work to do. Mm. So what 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 haunts you or worries you toward the end of next year, right? You're not going the company's not going to fail, right? Um yeah, it's what, uh, keep, what keeps you up at night. Definitely the culture thing. Definitely, yeah. uh, and by the culture thing, I mean we already see. So we're twenty-one people right now, and yeah. we've just about doubled in slightly over a quarter in yep. terms of headcount. And, and you'll have a hundred at the end of next year, minimum. Yeah, yeah. According to my hiring plan, yeah, in <laughs> in a spreadsheet. <laughs> um, but you already start to see how at at ten people or even twenty. Everyone knows what everyone else is doing. Yep. Everyone, there is there's a few enough people in the team that everyone knows each other and knows each other enough to confront each other if they don't like what the other person is doing. Yes. Resentments don't simmer behind the scenes. Teams have 
you know, active, aggressive encounters and resolve their differences like that. And, you know, like from our cohort in YC... You're still a family. Yeah, exactly. You're still a family. We're you're big enough. Family. You're just not too big that you're no longer a family. Right? Yeah. You're still a family. And so I have no, I have absolutely no idea and, and very few references to how one, you know, 5X is the company headcount and yes. maintains that kind of feeling. And I, I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah. Um, and so honestly, that's what I worry about. Like, I think that if we keep executing at the, the kind of scale and level that we have until today for at least, you know, the last 12 months, we can get to 10 million. Yeah. Um, but I think the question is, what will the character be of the company at that point? Because, you know, frankly, it's like, I don't really want to work at a company where the culture feels transactional and corporate and bullshitty, you know? Yes. Um, and so I guess... And like, so you'd let that happen? You don't, you don't feel like a CEO, you have control over that? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. It's definitely yeah. something I spend a lot of time thinking about. I guess we should revisit it in a year when we're at 10 mil. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good answer, though. Thank you very much, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Fred. Thanks to have you bit. Thanks for listening to Zero to One. Find me on Twitter at Fredsters underscore S. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, I would go into their library and check out some of the recordings of their speaker series program, where amazing founders get into real detail about how they went from zero to one.